Loading. Artist. Audio. Insight. Otcast. Verb. Interview with artists working today. Otcast. Noun. Insights into the work and process. Hello, and welcome to Otcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Loading. Artist. Audio. Insight. Hello, Clem speaking. Hi, Clem. This is Phil Mellon. Philip, hello. How are you doing? I'm very, very well, thank you. Yes. Um, enjoying an afternoon with my young son. Oh, great. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And um, uh, thank you for joining me. And my first question, um, just to dive into things, like when, when you begin works, do you... Do you have a blueprint, or does your work grow a little more organically, or are there are there any smaller works that start the bigger paintings? Or um, uh, I I really don't know. Um, the only thing I have going for me when I start a piece of work is probably twenty five years of experience of of painting and also a high level of intuition. Right. And it's a combination of those two things. And I know, I mean, I'm not one of these artists to say, I'm not, I'm not one of these artists that say that, oh, I really don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be very surprised at the end of it. I'm just a cipher for this stuff to pass through and it ends up on the surface. I mean, I do have um, inclinations towards drawing and uh, gesture. And it's the combination of those two things, really, that manifest uh, within a piece of work. Right. And and um, because of the nature of the materials, I use oil paint on a formica surface, which is a formica. Is a, I, don't, I don't know if you know what, would you know what formica is? I believe so. It's pretty um, uh, commonly used on, um, like in kitchens and, you know, countertops that's and it. things like that. Yeah, that, that's, it, that's exactly it. Well, I buy, I buy the skin. I don't buy the whole kitchen top, but I buy, right. buy the skin that they use. And... Uh, and that gets mounted onto an aluminium or aluminium, I should say, panel. And, uh, and, and the nature of the surface is such that it allows me to, to wipe away and start again. So there's yeah. an element of indecision, which is a large part of the work. But it, it's, it comes through a lot of my drawings. And my drawings I work on concurrently with the paintings. And I, I work in um, books. These oh, are dummy okay. books, which which come from a publisher, and so they have laminated, slightly laminated pages, which allows me to uh, use a, a kind of an oil crayon uh, and move move the oil crayon crayon on around the page as I would um, paint on top of the formica. So there's there's a kind of a it's and I work on those whilst I'm painting to keep loose. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. It's a sort of rambling answer. But no, no, as that's you know, great. Your, as, you, as you know from your interviews and your many questions, there's never a yes or no. But anyhow, what's the next one? Oh, uh, well, let's, uh, well I'm, let me just say I'm glad there's no uh, simple yes or no answer to any of these questions. Uh, um, now, when you said you work on the books, did, did, you, did you mean that the books that exist already, that you use as um, sort of smaller works kind of thing? Is that what you mean? 
No, they're um, what they are, Phil. They're, they're dummy books which publishers take. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're dummy dummy books which which publishers take to art fairs. Oh, okay. So to, it's to, um... to show to show a format of of their publication. Their oh, I see. Publication. So they don't have any words in or images. Maybe a few postcards, but they you know they're, they're empty. Oh, okay. Um... And they're bound. Yeah. They're so, you know, like proper books. All right. Well, thank you for they're clearing not, that not up. They're not for sale. They're not for sale. Uh, right, they're just know. samples? Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, uh, my next question has to do with inspiration. If um, you could just let me know what, what feeds your work more. Would it be other art forms, your own artwork, uh, something like dreams or, or life or other? Uh, it's really more of an attitude. Um I'm um, trying to put this in a way that doesn't sound too pretentious, but kind of wanting to be alive, wanting to feel uh, part of this world. Yeah. Um, um, wanting to have a sense of self, whatever that may mean. Um, so, uh, what was the original question? You wanted to know what feeds my work. Yeah. So, that's really the motivation. That's really the motivation. Um, right. Uh, and, and also uh, a sense of not wanting, uh, a sense of, of uh, fear of failure, I suppose. Yeah. So it's more, it's more uh, uh, um, a kind of uh, ineffable um, sense of, of wanting to, um, wanting validation for, 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 for being in this world, for being alive. And, um, that's really why I started painting. And so um, what feeds me in that sense, it's nothing so tangible as to be a kind of a, I was going to say a dream as if that were tangible in the first place. But, yeah. you know, I wouldn't, I, I don't know if I would necessarily look up into the sky and see a beautiful blue sky and think that's the sort of thing I want to paint or I want to paint that feeling or that I get from looking at the sky, or I, I want to paint that color. Yeah. So it wouldn't be anything like that. It's oh. something much more abstract. Right. Is it, and is it's it something I'm still working out, too. don't really know. Yeah. Is it uh, something, uh, is part of it, like, just recording the existence of, um, of oneself in time and, um, and their, their place uh, while we're here for a short time, or...? Yeah, I suppose it's inevitable that part of it would be that because um, I'm making something, so um, there is evidence to me, at least, that um, that uh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, and so, and so, uh, but the rest of it, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what what where else I get these. Uh, feelings of wanting to paint. I don't really know. Amusement, something to do. What else is there? Right, what true. There? <laughs> you know, and uh, um, I mean, I'm, I'm 53 right now. I'm, I, I've just uh, I've just become a father, so perhaps my priorities have changed. I'm sure they will yeah. um, through necessity. But um, up until now, um, you know, I've been pretty independent. Right. In in terms of uh, lifestyle. And uh, uh, 
and uh, decision making. Right. Pretty selfish life. So this is a new thing for me. So if you ask me the same question about five years time, I might have a different answer. I might even have a different answer tomorrow. Right. But right now, it's, you know, the idea of painting is to do something and to make life more grand. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, is there, um, my next question is, do you think you can use three to five words to describe your work? No. Okay. All right. That's a, I like the answer. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have uh, any artists that you'd like to bring up for the interview that, that inspire you? or? Well, just to get back to the last question, okay. it's not that I, that I can't find three to five words. It's just that I think the three to five words to describe my work would be redundant. Okay. Because I'm not interested in that. So that's, just, sorry, just to clarify. I wasn't. Oh, no, that's fine. No. Okay. So the ne next question was, the, sorry, the, the uh, artist who... Yeah, like that inspired you, whether it's now or when you were younger or... Yeah. Well, when I was younger, um, I mean, I, I, I was in art school during my early 20s, and I'd already done a lot of traveling. I'd already worked in, in manual labor, factory jobs. Um, I'd left school when I was 15, very young. I had lived out in Alberta, in Canada, on the prairies. Wow. So, you know, I'd been around a bit and I'd seen a bit of the world and I decided to leave. I left home when I was 15. I left school when I was 15. So I was largely self-schooled and I, I ended up in art school, um, really because I couldn't do anything else. And I thought I was pretty good at drawing and all those usual things that we think about when, when we're in our teens. But, um, of course, I had a lot of catching up to do. So I would, I would immerse myself and soak up a different style every week, a different artist almost every three or four days. Yeah. I'd read everything. I'd listen. And it really was the beginning of my education, not only formal education, but education of the self, you know? Yeah. So it was a massive learning curve. And, and, I, and, the, and, and the undergraduate program was three years. So I had a lot of catching up to do. Okay. And when I left, I was still rubbish. You know, I, I didn't have any idea of really yeah. what I was doing. And I never, I never showed until I was uh, 35, I think. And that was with a major gallery here in London, the Listen Gallery. So it was, a, it was a big jump. And before then, I'd not shown anybody my work. I just painted away in my studio and my, my small bedroom at home. So it was, a, it was a concerted effort, really, to soak things up as a sponge and, and to, to try and become familiar with, with things in the art world arena. And so, um, but now, uh, over the years, I, I do that less. I, I, I look at an awful lot of work, but I don't have any, what I would call, influences in, in, the, um, in the literal sense of the word. But there are artists who I feel liberated by. Okay. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is that, especially if the work's not going well, I'll maybe come across an artist or my mind will be open to finding an artist or I'll go back to an artist that I've known for a while um, that shows some daring in their work, perhaps is deeply flawed in that, you know, the works fall down. But nevertheless, I get excited by it. And that can change. Yeah, uh, you know, from... That can, that can change on a, on a, on a monthly basis. Right. So it's, it's less of an influence, but more of a kind of a, I don't know, what would you call it? A kind of a, uh, 
Well, did you say uh, liberated or, or maybe inspired yeah, by? Yeah, I, mean, I would say I, I would say I would say that they, they, they I feel liberated by certain artists. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and let me give you an example, maybe in the last one uh, that I was looking at, um, Louise Fishman. Okay. Who shows with uh, in New York Gallery? Chime Lee, is that how you pronounce them? Uh, that's how I would pronounce it. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So Louise Fishman's an interesting. I mean, she's been largely overlooked. She's not in any of the um, big painting surveys. Right. She, I think she started off as a kind of proto-feminist. She's. I think she may even be a. She may even be in the late sixties now. I, I, I'm sorry if she isn't. I don't mean. But she. She's uh, um, an incredible artist, and also Picabia, European artist. Right. Um, Picabia, you know, interesting artist. And if you look at his work in the flesh, so to speak, it's it's incredibly awkward. And uh, that's the kind of stuff I'm I'm looking at when I'm. I feel bereft. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, a sense of uh, the awkward tension that kind of, um, I, as you said, like liberates you and maybe uh, yeah, excites you a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I also have an old fifties. Um, uh, mono record player in the corner of the room I'm in at the moment, and uh, I listen to vinyl. Yeah. Um, but that's important, you know. Um, um, yeah, I was going to ask you about music too, and and uh, is there a certain type of music that you uh, find uh, you listen to more than others? Or um, I like a lot of Americana. Oh, okay. You know, um, I, I like, um, uh, yeah, I like a lot of stripped down drum and guitar stuff. Yeah. Um, anything kind of primal, you know, and uh, and and basic. Yeah, kind of stripped it's down. Like the equivalent, it's almost yeah, it's almost like the equivalent of looking at drawing. I see it, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's the bare bones, you know, and I like that very much. That sort of reminds me to to not to get too worried and to just do the basics. And if I can enjoy the drawing and get the drawing off off the ground, and I know the painting's going to be okay. Yeah, some some people really feel strongly about the drawing being most important in in the work of art and you know creating. Well, uh, I think for me, it, in my work, it comes out in the painting anyway. Yeah. You know, and, and especially I have a show coming up on the twenty seventh in um, in London. I'll get the gallery to send you some JPEGs. Okay, that'd be and great. You, and you and you can see the draw. You can see. I hope. I hope you can see an element of drawing in the painting, or at least uh, a kind of um, a resonance. Yeah, they they uh, even some of the older works that I that I've seen uh, appear to have this um, sort of. Uh, just incorporate a very linear quality to some of the marks and the, you know, the paint strokes, if you will, um, yeah. which, which kind of hold it together, which is very interesting. Well, I suppose it's kind of a, a modernist, um, I think it's what a lot of the modernists strive for is this kind of gesture and line. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking to get that to work together without it being a sort of figure ground right. or filling in or, or an aspect of filling in, you know, yeah, there's. Uh, it seems to be like um, I I come from like when when I think about painting a school of thought of like you know the sort of massing in of shapes and using it that way and very little drawing in some way. 
uh, to make yeah. it sort of a, a a composition or a structure that might be sculptural with planes and things like that uh-huh. without without so much reliance on a, a certain type of linear drawing in some way but so yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I mean I, I think there's so much you know I mean um, well anyhow that's the importance of drawing and that's 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 I don't know how we got onto that again we keep going back to it don't we perhaps it's because it's the the basis of most work but um, yeah and I can tell you it's important to you um, so yeah, yeah, it's a great a topic. I'm sorry, and and I think that this idea of drawing and its prominence, especially now, there are lots of drawing shows on, aren't there? I think that that's a reaction to the kind of reprographic Photoshop uh, computer manipulated art that we're seeing. Yeah, so this is a, I think this is a return to analog, which people are very very interested in again. Right. Yes. And I, I suppose, and I suppose, there's a parallel there with the kind of music I'm listening to, and the fact that I'm listening to it on a mono, mono record player that was that was built in 1960. Right. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to sound too precious about this. But you see the parallel there. Oh no, I, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's so it's. The, I'm sorry. What's the next question, then, Phil? Um. Now, do you ever suffer from a, a creative block, or, or and if you do, how do you get how do you get yourself out of it? Well, you tell me what suffering is, and I'll tell you if I do it. What do suffering is? Suffer? What do you mean suffer? Do oh, I didn't suffer? say uh, just a creative block, or did I say suffer? Yeah. Oh, I I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to apologize. Well, no, I just such an, such an extreme word for such a fun thing to do. Well, no. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, well, I, I guess that you're right. It is a fun thing to do. And, and, uh, I, I think, um, I just used, used it casually and, and, um, it is a serious word and, um, and turned, turned back and, and presented to me that I used it. I actually may never use it again. <laughs> <laughs> you suffer from writer's block. Wow. That's a big one. Yeah. I, I, it's used casually, potentially in this country, maybe, um, that, yeah. that word can be thrown around. Um, but language is important. So, um, but do you, do you have to deal with uh, creative block at all? Um, I think that um, I think not. No, I think that uh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, and I think that um, I think that uh, I sometimes get tired, yeah. and so I go away. I sleep. I read. I involve myself in. Other things like cooking, looking, you know, those things. Right. And, uh, you know, I'll go and buy a shirt. I'll go and buy some records. I'll go and listen to some music. You know, every things that people do, you know, when, when they, you know, they're not working. Right. Um, but this, this thing about scratching yourself with a rusty nail in a cold water garret, you know, you know, I left <laughs> that behind in my, in my student years, you know, but okay. it's not a romantic notion, and and uh, and I think I've got too much driving me to, to worry about that. You know, I'll just go away and rest, and uh, and I come back and I'm fine. I go and fill up. You know, I say this to my students. I teach I teach uh, a day a week, and I, you know, they they have terrible problems because students don't have much to go on, do they? They don't have much life experience, and yet they're expected to pull out something from nowhere and. You know, I, I tell them to go away, go to the museums, go and have a look. Go yeah. and look at other people's efforts, you know, and that's what I do. 
when things get, you know, when things become impossible in that way, that's where I go. And in London, of course, there are no shortage right. of wonderful museums, and most of them are free. Yeah. All of them. There's a wonderful place called the Wallace Collection, and it has the most beautiful French Rococo paintings. You know, Bouchier, Watteau, there's a wonderful Watteau drawing exhibition on at the moment. You know, this is a gift. It's beautiful. And um, that's where I end up when I'm feeling tired. Yeah, that's, um, that's a good way to put it and some great advice for students and young artists as well. Thank you. Well, I wouldn't, yeah, you see, that doesn't sound like suffering to me. That's yeah, okay, yeah. Very... It's just continue <laughs> to like feed yourself in a way. <laughs> Sorry? No, it's just continuing to feed yourself in a way and, and maybe course. in a different way, yeah. Of course. I mean, you know, we can't expect ideas to come from nowhere. And the idea of being original is uh, such a, an outmoded, out, outdated um, way of thinking about things. We've got the whole of our history as our legacy. Yeah. You know, it's a recipe book for us. There, we, can, uh, we can pick and choose. And how wonderful is that, you know? Right. There's a lot of traditions to work, work with. Yeah. And, and, it, and we're allowed to. You know, let's do that. So there you go. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, because I, I think even myself, I get uh, hung up and think that, you know, you, you must create something from nothing or, or, or create the next greatest idea or, um, yeah. Well, I know. think, didn't, didn't, didn't Shakespeare have um, Leah say that nothing comes from nothing? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's true, you know, how, I mean, you must start with something, so, you know? Yeah. And and where do you go? What do you do? What what do I do? Yeah. Uh, well, I I've been known to make assemblages, uh, so combining objects with paint, and um, I'm doing a little bit what, of. What, what do you do when you when you when you when you uh, you reach a dead end? Uh, music's pretty important to me. Um, I I definitely listen to a lot of music, and I try to uh, create uh, playlists, if you will, uh, um, or or like a list of songs. You know, it's all digital, and I create playlists that, that, to me, create a certain mood. And you know, whether it's setting up for painting or, or, or while I'm waiting for paint to dry, I I kind of turn to music probably more than anything else, and um, that's kind of how I deal with it mostly. Uh, I I think uh, exercise is important, and I like to think of like a short walk as exercise to clear the head. Yeah, it's yeah. so important to, have, to, have, to live in an environment where we can do that. Yeah, it is know. important. Um, um, and, you know, unfortunately, there there aren't many museums where I live, uh, but, um, you know, I, I do try to visit when I can. Um, I live about an hour south of Boston, um, at, in Massachusetts, of course, and um, and then there's uh, New Bedford is close by, and there's a, there's a great art museum in New Bedford, actually, um, don't know if you've ever, ever heard of New Bedford being from where, where you're from, but yes, I have. Oh, okay. I've shown in Boston. Oh, okay, great. Uh, but I, I've never been to New Bedford. I showed at Howard Yazerski Gallery in Boston some years ago. Um, I'm sorry. What was the gallery? Howard Yazerski. Okay. In uh, I think is it Newby Street or Newby Place or somewhere? Yeah, like Newberry it? Street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, great. Yeah, so. Um, and do you travel to New York and those bigger cities to see work? Or? Um, I used to do that. I, I, I went to art school in Philadelphia, uh, oh. Pennsylvania. And so when I, w when I lived there, uh, 
you know, getting to New York was very easy. Uh, it was only uh, roughly two hours away, so um, and you know a lot of transportation could get you there. So I, I yeah. definitely spent more time there when I was in Philadelphia. But since I've been back, uh, I haven't been there actually, sadly. Um, um, but uh, it's definitely probably something I should do more of. <laughs> I shouldn't say probably; it's definitely something I should do more of. Right. Yeah, well, I know it, that Philadelphia has wonderful collection, doesn't it? Oh, it does. So, the The Pennsylvania um, Art Museum is, uh, or the Pennsylvania Museum of Art, I should say, uh, great collection of Duchamp and Jasper Johns, Cy Twombly, and you know that's just to name a few. Um, and it was great to study there at the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts, um, who, who has a great collection itself. Um, Wonderful experience, wonderful city, for sure. Great. Um, yeah. Um, I'd love to visit. Uh, I'd love to visit Philadelphia, actually. And, yeah, it's and a great Chicago, city. And also Chicago. I'm sorry. And also Chicago. Yeah, that's. Uh, it seems to be. Uh, it that Chicago comes up in a lot of uh, art art conversations, and I feel like it's a place that I need to get to as well. Mm. Um, I really, um, a, a great, uh, a former roommate of mine has a brother that lives in Chicago who I, I met a few times and I'm every now and then I think like, oh, I should, you know, crash his uh, place and see if he'll, uh, put me up for a night or two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I'd love to go along and see, uh, Decoding's excavation. Okay. Is that there? Which they, which they have in the collection. Yeah. Fabulous painting. Oh, okay. Huge painting. Yeah. Um, do you felt like there was a time where you fell in love with art or there was a time where you became an artist? Um, uh, well, neither of my parents were really interested. Um, yeah. But I found, my, I found myself being drawn to visual things. Right. And I, I just have a natural aptitude to draw. I, I drew from comic books and things. So I drew cartoons, you know, the normal stuff, really. Right. Uh, and also I like, I think whilst I was in retrospect, because we, we, we learn about these things, don't we, in retrospect, but I, I think that um, I, I like the solitude. And I was happy with my own company. So the whole the whole thing just came together in the, those different things, and I think it, I just uh, and then I eventually found out that there were these places you could go, which were called art schools. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I was amazed, and <laughs> uh, so I I found myself I I studied, got some qualifications, uh, went to art school, and from the very first day my life changed. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't such a Damascene moment. You know, I wasn't sort of nine years old and looking at uh, uh, Cezanne or somebody. I, I just, it, it just, um, you know, it came together much later. And I, it was all these different things that I quite liked about making a mark on the paper and being alone in a room and thinking about what I was doing. And I just felt, oh, this is good. Yeah, and just... I, I, started, I, started, I actually started going to evening school, evening classes just as a hobby, and, and I met lots of different people, mostly much older than myself, and, and the teacher there said, you know, you can go to art school. Right. 
And I said, well, what's that? And, uh, you know, and one thing led to another, and I, eventually I went. So it's a sort of, um, it's a bit of a dry answer, I'm afraid, but uh, that's that's how it happened for me. How about you? Did you, were you, were you pushed into it by your parents or? No, uh, pretty similar story. Um, I, my parents weren't really interested at all. Um, in, in visual, you know, the visual arts and, uh, uh, things like that. So, uh, it wasn't until I went to a, a vocational high school here, which is like a technical school, which, uh, you know, I studied commercial art. That's kind of like, you know, which would be graphic design these days. Um, yes. and that sort of started the beginnings of it, but I still didn't really paint until, um, I went to a community college, which, you know, translates as like a night school, like you said, and, yes. And that's how it, it you know, I, I saw the beauty of it, uh, so to speak, and wanted to, you know, wanted to study further. And, but, um, yeah, I guess uh, it really didn't happen until I was about 19 where I started to paint, um, you know, through. And, and then, like you said, with, with some, some of those classes that you run into in night school, you, uh, you meet older people. And, and it, it's just, it's a community. It's a great community. Um, and it's a great um, sort of circle that you can find yourself into, and and I, I think I drew my inspiration, or, or or that's where I drew support from was fellow students, and and yeah, and then a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah, Phil, I was just going to say I think that's the best that's the best thing about being in a uh, in an art art college or art school. It's it's it's, it's not the tutors, but the other the other our peer group. You know, I think right. that's the greatest asset. That's what I had that really opened my eyes, you know. You'd get somebody walking in and showing you a book, and I remember somebody coming in with Robert Maplethorpe photographs. Okay. And I, I, I've never seen anything like it, yeah. you know, and, and things like that. And, and somebody walking in with a record, and someone else coming in with, uh, you know, uh, wearing a motorbike jacket and sort of going where all the hip clubs were, you know. It was yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> And it all happened in, in one week. Yeah, yeah. right. So it, really, it really was an extraordinary, incredible, and all the beautiful women, you know. Yeah. That, that was another thing, and that shouldn't be underestimated. You know, so this idea of beauty in everything that we look at and, and aesthetics, right. you know, that really, you know, I really thought, wow, there's something here that we can study that, that's to do with that, you know. Yeah, it's really um, interesting how, you know, your perception can change of... Um you know, what beauty is or, or, you know, what, what can be found naturally. And, uh, you know, as far as, you know, what, I mean, I'm not just talking about the figure or something like that, like it's natural beauty, but just in nature and, and, um, and even something made by, by, you know, a fellow, fellow art student, you know, and, um, it, it's what, what an experience it was. And, and, um, it's, it's that, that sort of answers one of my questions about, art training and, you know, just the, the, the healthy things that happen outside of it. Um, yeah, you know. I mean, I think, I think that, you know, depending on one's background, it's not necessary to go to art school, but I think it does help. And especially if you don't come from a particularly middle-class uh, family setup where, you know, one is exposed in the normal day of things to, you know, say classical music, things of a slight, what we would term slightly higher order. Right. I mean, my life was bog standard working class. You know, my father was in the army. We, you know, and we were dragged around the world every two years. Yeah. You know, so I had very poor schooling. So, you know, and but that was okay. You know, 
I have found ways of you know coping with that and getting around that, and actually that fed into my work later on. But you know, I, I could have uh, done with being shown stuff. You know, I mean, I'm hoping that I can take my boy to the museums and galleries. He'll probably be fed up with it by the time he's turns. <laughs> If I can indoctrinate him, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm just going to show him stuff and, and, and have, let him have that, you know, yeah. have that into his life if he wants it. So I don't know if art school is that important. There are other ways of doing it, of course. But um, I used to drink in a in a club in in London in Soho, and um, I'd see Francis Bacon up there on, almost on a weekly basis, and it was a small room, very small room. And Francis Bacon would be in there uh, drinking with his friends. And I didn't know him. I think we probably exchanged five or six words in all the time I saw him. But, you know, I was a great deal younger. But, um, you know, it's interesting to think how far he got. Uh, he yeah. never went to art school, you know? I'm sorry, he didn't but go? or He didn't. He never went to art school. Oh, no. okay. He's completely un- untutored and untrained. Yeah. You know, I think there are there are people in art history like that, you know, and uh, uh, so that's an interesting subject, I suppose. Yeah, it is. I guess it depends on if you can fill your life with those uh, similar experiences that you one tends to get while in art school. Um, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and also, you know, I mean, art school is many different things for different people. You know, I know a lot of people who went didn't do any work. Yeah. Didn't tick any of the boxes. Didn't pass anything. Failed. And you know, they're doing fine. They're right. studio, they've got, they're making a living, they're showing galleries, you know. Uh, you know so, so it's different things for different people. But it's an interesting, you know, the worst thing now, I don't know if it's the same stage, it probably is. Actually, I did do a little bit of teaching at, uh, in, in San Francisco when I was there, but, uh, you know, it's going to become so expensive to go to art school here now. Oh, it's yeah. Gonna, it's going to create that tier system where you get, yeah, those who can afford it and those who can't. Yeah, it's, you know. it's kind of sad. It's happening here, too. I mean, just in yeah. the time that I graduated art school in 2003 and, you know, being being the year that it is now, and it's just, um, I, I'm almost afraid to look at what the tuition is now, you know, because back then it was, you know, relatively affordable. And Well, we, we, were, we were paid to go, you know. I had a grant. And, um, oh, okay, yeah. Stipend, you know, and I was, I was given something every year. If I hadn't had that, I wouldn't have been able to go, you know. So um, I feel sorry for, and I think it has a bearing on the work, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, just having the time to uh, dedicate to school, is that what you mean? Well, that and also, you know, most of the students I teach, I mean, they're, they're pretty good students. They have to be because it's a London school. So, yeah. you know, at St. Martin's, it's very difficult to get into. It's one of the top schools in Europe, arguably. Yeah. And, uh you know, a lot of greats went there, Gilbert and George, Richard Long, you know, a lot of great artists went there, Peter Doig. And so, you know, it has this reputation, so you've got to be good to get in. So they're, they're pretty switched on. On the other hand, their work has become very tame. You know, they, they expect to sell it at the degree show. You know, oh, so they, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's very uh, similar here. You know, we, did, we took a lot of risks while we were at art school. You right. Know, we never thought about selling our work, and I think... That was a healthy thing, you know. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I agree with that too. It, I mean, there are um, there is this sort of understanding or this air that or a goal to to sell work at at your uh, you know whether it's your uh, junior or senior show and and to to create a 
um, a body of work that might sell, you know, rather than something that's a little more experimental. Or... Absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of pressure now. A lot yeah. of pressure. Yeah. So, what's the next question? Any more? Well, uh, they're they're about technology, and I don't know that you really use technology in your work, but I could ask you anyway. Do I use technology in my work? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I could ask you that question. Um, you know, do you use any technology in your work, like the computer, or? or but I. No. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, know, you know, you see, I watch TV. I, I occasionally go and see a film. Right. So I don't know if that counts. It filters through. Right. I do use the computer. Yeah, uh, to... Um, uh, yeah, but I don't know if that has any bearing. Uh, and I, uh, anyhow, so I don't know. I suppose the answer would be no. I don't use any... I don't I don't create any kind of composition on, online. On, on, yeah, I don't do that. Right. Uh, do you? Um, I, I do uh, for something like... Uh, I've dabbled in making music for a little while. And oh, okay. yeah, so I would do um, a promotional logo for the band, or or you know a flyer, or or I actually make some videos from time to time. Oh, okay. And yeah, so I'll compose uh, images on the computer for the for that reason. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so so on I on the commercial side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's what's um, the name of your what's the name of your band? Uh, Mother and Child. Okay. Is yeah. it sort of folk stuff? It, it it actually well it, it dabbles in some folk, yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's um because okay, it, I did have a look at your profile very quickly the other night and I, I see that there are a few things on there. Yeah, okay. yeah. We, we we were together for about a year. Unfortunately we didn't, you know, last much longer than that, but other other members that were in the band have you know, they've been in bands before and you know, they're still doing music and um but it was it was a, I had a blast. It was a lot of work, um but we uh we got some some um some rustic recordings out of the whole deal, so <laughs> it was great. So I like uh, that. R- rustic recordings, I like that. Yeah, that yeah. Be the name of your that should be the name of your record label. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I guess that's the end of the official questions. Um, okay. Uh, um, let me just uh, thank you for participating in the podcast. Uh, Clem Crosby, and I'll look out and get uh, some links on the website for your paintings. And it would no. be nice. Be, it would be nice if you came over. Yeah, and, it uh, would be. Had a had a nice warm pint of ale. Stood in the rain and ate some fish and chips. I give you the full London experience. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're ever if you're ever coming over, look me up, and we'll we'll go for a drink and carry on talking. Um, uh, Thanks very much for inviting me, and I'll, I'll get the gallery to send you some JPEG. Oh, great! Thank of, you, and, and of the new work, I'll get them to do that in the next couple of days. Okay, thanks a lot, and thanks for talking with me. Uh, also, Good luck, thank you. Good luck. Bye bye now. Bye bye. This has been Artcast. Thank you from me, your host Philip J. Mellon. Keep the dialogue going. <laughs>